0: Thank you all for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. Also, today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. On today's episode, oh my goodness, we are back to previewing actual games as Michigan State takes on Oakland tonight. And then we talk about, oh no, panicking about transfers in the football team. Oh! <gasps> And then, well, we got an oldie but a goodie for the last segment. That's right, the game game. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, how on earth are you doing, my fellow Spartan fans? I hope that, you know, you're doing okay, you're staying warm, and most importantly, that all your holiday shopping is wrapped up, or at least you got a game plan as we head into the last few days here before old Christmas rolls around. Uh, Go get them. Go get them if you're a procrastinator and a last-minute guy like me. Godspeed with you. All right. Uh, guys, like I said on today's episode, my goodness gracious, we have an actual game to talk about tonight as Michigan State takes on Oakland. Uh, yeah, Michigan State football has some more transfers that we got to talk about. And then, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that's right. The game, game is back. But before we get there, I just need to politely ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. As you probably already know, hopefully you already know, this is the Locked on the Spartans podcast and I am your host, Matt Sheehan. We do this five days a week here. I say that with an asterisk because we're doing it four days this week. Uh, there will not be an episode on Friday for Christmas Eve, so we will be having our last show on Thursday. But don't worry, we still have got some solid content for you guys uh, coming out in these next two days after this episode. As The Athletics, Nick Baumgartner will join us for tomorrow's show to break down all good things Michigan State football. The Peach Bowl, what the future looks like for MSU. And then we chop it up with Locked on Pitts, Nick Farabaugh uh, later on this week on Thursday as well to talk about. Well, yeah, the Peach Bowl. So, still got some shows for you guys later on. Uh, and if you have any questions, comments, especially if you want to ask uh, Nick a question, locked on Spartans at gmail.com is the place to find me. All right. Let's get into this Shooty Hoops game going on tonight, 7.30 at Little Caesars Arena. Uh, The old tip of the cap to all of my fellow Metro Detroit Spartan uh, fans. Look at that. Uh, There still are tickets on uh, Ticketmaster available too, or StubHub, or wherever on earth you find folks get your tickets. Still good seats available because at Little Caesars Arena, if you haven't been there before, every seat's a good seat in that house, baby. So yeah, if you got nothing going on tonight, swing on down to Detroit. It's wonderful this time of year. Uh, so yeah, go check out Spartans Grizzlies. But if you're going to be like me, you've got parental duties, you got to watch a child and uh, soak in some Spartan basketball with him or her or them. Yeah, okay, well, ESPN is uh, going to do the trick for you tonight. So before uh, just breaking down this game, doesn't it always feel like that Michigan State and Oakland like quite often play in a tight game? Like It's always you know down to just a few possessions as they go into the last few minutes. That's what I thought, but really, I I looked back, and Michigan State has beaten Oakland by double digits in every game since 2015. Now, of course, that 2015 game isn't anything to gloss over, as that was the overtime game that uh, happened back at the Palace six years ago. So, yes, I think that memory just lingers a little too much with me, and maybe you. Hopefully you are a fan that's rational and is uh, healthy enough to realize that, well, t- tonight's game should go fine, but... <laughs> And that's not going to stop me from losing some sleep over it. So here we go. Uh, just like Michigan State, Oakland hasn't played a basketball game in a very long time. The, the Golden Grizzlies actually have not played since December 7th. Uh, it didn't go well. They lost to Bowling Green. But as a whole, their season's going okay this year. I mean, it's a solid, solid year for Greg Campy and the Oakland Golden Grizzlies. They are 7-3 and three on the season, and right now, Are 60th in the net rankings. So pretty solid. Uh, Those three losses came to West Virginia, came to Alabama, and like I said, their most recent game against Bowling Green lost by one point. However, they have beaten Oklahoma State, they have beaten Toledo, and they have beaten Vermont. Now, why do I say those three teams? Well, those three teams are in the top 100 of the net ranking, so they have beaten some solid teams. That That's not a 7-3 and three overall record. That's just empty of any happiness whatsoever. No, Oakland's solid th- this year, of course, you know, for the mid-major program that they are. They're fine team, fine team. Um, So, of course, they, they do some things good. You don't get to seven wins as a mid-major team without doing some things good. And, well, that one thing that they do well is uh, I Defense. All-around defense. Uh, Right now, their defensive efficiency is .916. Uh, If you're just like a rankings guy like me, you just want to know where that stacks up nationally, that's good for 67th in the nation. So solid. Not elite, but solid. Definitely good. And they also force 15.6 turnovers per game. And yes, just with all the other previews I do for Michigan State basketball games this season and seemingly the last few seasons, oh, Great, yeah, Michigan State also enjoys turning the ball over, so here comes another team that, like Michigan State, also plays with a fast pace. They, they do run up and down the court as well. They also force turnovers, so like every other game, yes, the day ends in Y, so that means that turnovers are going to be a storyline here for your Michigan State Spartans. Uh, it's not all sunshine and rainbows for Oakland, though, of course. Uh, you know, they're not They're not Baylor by any stretch of the imagination. They're not Arizona. They're Anyway. Uh, they're 204th in offensive efficiency so far this season. And this is my favorite stat to look at. And knock on wood, surely this won't come to backfire tonight. Uh, they shoot 25.8% from three-point land. That is one of the worst in the country. And they also shoot about 24 threes per game. So no, that's not unloading the clip completely. But that is in the top 100 of three-point attempts per game. So they kind of got that feel of a team that you would play at, oh, I Am West, if you want to pay homage to that, or any rec center that you go to, where you're playing against a team that thinks that they're the Golden State Warriors that can shoot a lot of threes and make a lot of threes, but uh, oh boy, click-clank, click-clank, bricks are being laid everywhere. But then again... Still 7-3, so they're still getting it done somehow. Um, they also don't have the greatest defensive rebounding percentage. And maybe that has to do with their lack of height. Well, maybe it just has to do with lack of boxing now. Maybe it has to do with the pace they play at. Who's to say? 67.7% of defensive rebounds. That, again, is one of the worst in the country. And uh, on the other side of that bridge, Michigan State uh, rebounds offensively at 31.1%, which is pretty solid. that That's pretty good. I know that number might not mean anything to you but that's just to say that Michigan State is pretty solid at offensive rebounding. Oakland's not so good at defensive rebounding so that could be a bonus for your Michigan State Spartans a lot of second chance opportunities hopefully. Uh, let's take a look at the Oakland starting lineup. Uh, Jamal Kane is the guy who stirs the drink Marquette transfer he's six foot seven and pretty much everyone in Oakland I swear is six foot seven um, but we'll talk about Kane before getting to these other guys here. So Jamal, he averages 21.2 points per game. And that's off 16 shots. So he is going to be a busy, busy gentleman uh, Tuesday night. And he's not a three-point threat, though. Yes, he does take a good amount of threes. He takes about 4.4 threes per game. He's not really a threat. He does not shoot it above 30%. Not a lot of these guys shoot it above 30% from three. Uh, Another guy who is a starter that Really, I swear they start him just for the jump ball. Uh, it's six foot nine Chris Conway. He started all 10 games this year, but he only averages seven minutes per night, so we might not be seeing a lot of Mr. Conway here. We will be seeing a lot of Trey Townsend, another six foot six guy. We will be seeing a lot of Micah Parrish, six foot six guy, and their point guard Jalen Moore, five foot eleven point guard, uh, scores quite a bit. I think he's averaging somewhere around fourteen points so far this season, if my memory serves correctly. Should have wrote that down, but we're going off memory today. I did write this down though, five turnovers per game from Mister Jalen Moore. So yes, of course, it's our homegrown Spartans uh, that love to turn the ball over. But hey. Oakland's got a guy that likes to turn the ball over as well, and lucky for us, he plays point guard. And lucky for us, he's going to have Tyson Walker on him all night. So that bodes pretty well for Michigan State. Now, how well will it bode for Michigan State? Well, you've heard me name drop this guy, this website here, a few times in the last few episodes. But, yes, Bart Torvik of barttorvik.com. He ran the numbers. He crunched the simulations, and right now, his formula has Michigan State winning 74-64 to 64 tonight, giving the Spartans a 85% chance at a victory at Little Caesars Arena. Like I said, if you don't get anything going on tonight, 7.30, go grab yourself some $15, $20 tickets, head down to LCA, grab some $27 beers, and have yourself a night at the, you know, the, the, the Joe Louis Arena 2.0, as some people say. And by some people... I mean, just me. So, All right, guys. Uh, we're going to talk football. That's right. We're going to go to the gridiron uh, before we get to the game game to end the show. But first, I need to talk to you fine folks about NetSuite. That's right. This is it. It's the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is yours. But on your backswing, oh, no, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? To go see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and much more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow, and it's all in one place. And with NetSuite, you can automate your processes, close your books in no time, while staying well ahead of your competition. 93% of surveyed businesses, i am gonna hit you with that one more time, 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. So what are you waiting for? Guys, join the over 28,000 businesses already using NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new finance program for those ready to upgrade right now at netsuite.com locked. Head to NetSuite.com slash locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. One more time, guys. NetSuite.com slash locked. Also, lock yourself into the comfort, the style of home field apparel. That's right, guys. We're back to talking about my favorite clothing brand. In the world, I will tell you that on this microphone during an ad read. But also, I will shoot you straight. If I, if even if we're not doing the podcast, even if we're not doing the ad, hey, where'd you get that shirt? Or hey, I'm looking for some Michigan State. Where should I go? I, HomefieldApparel.com is where you should go. Nineteen awesome designs. It is like window shopping. It is like getting a history lesson all at the same time. When you go to Homefield Apparel because there are logos that if you've never been to the website before, you've probably have never seen. Now, if you're like me and you think you're the world's biggest state fan and you know everything there is to know about Michigan State and there's not a logo you haven't seen, ho, 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 you're about to be proven wrong at homefieldapparel.com. They got the coolest stuff, go through old yearbooks, old game programs, talk to historians of the university, and they just get the coolest logos. And on top of all that, super, super, super comfortable clothing to wear, guys. It is like wearing a hug on your torso 24-7. So go to homefieldapparel.com. Smash in that promo code LockedOnSpartans. And that doesn't just work for Michigan State apparel either. That say you got a brother-in-law that goes to Toledo, your father-in-law uh, spends time down at Mississippi State. They, they got more than 100 colleges to choose from, guys. But yet promo code LockedOnSpartans all in one word works for 15% off at anything on homefieldapparel.com in your first purchase. One more time. 15% off of your first purchase from Homefield with promo code Lockdown Spartans during checkout at homefieldapparel.com. And really quick, guys, just want to thank you for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Free and available where you find folks get your podcast. Uh, of course, we're going to talk about football transfer mania here in a hot second, but I, I would be remiss if I did not bring up a sport that we rarely, if ever, give any attention to, and that is women's basketball. And it's just hard to gloss over this story because uh, Nia Cloudon dropped a 50-burger, yes, 50 points against Florida Gulf Coast on Monday. Now, unfortunately, uh, it still did not lead to a Michigan State win. But as far as just sensational (laughs) individual uh, performances go, that's going to be up there, yeah, because it is a record-setting outing by Miss Cloudon. She breaks Tori Jankoska's record of 42 points that was set just five seasons ago. She becomes the third ever Big Ten women's player to reach the 50-point barrier in a single game, and also as a whole for Michigan State, whether it be the women's team or the men's team. That ties a record uh, with Terry Furlow. Uh, Who could forget this game? I believe uh, Big Ten Network carried this one. Back in 1976, uh, yes, Mr. Furlow also dropped 50 points as well, so... Yeah, anytime something that crazy or that historic happens, and I'm sorry that it's not a sport, uh, you know, not talked about as much. But yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give props to Nia Cloudon right there for dropping 50, 50 points against Florida Gulf Co- Coast. So big, big tip of the hat to her. Um, all right, and yeah, let's just get to, to football. I thought of a good segue there, but I guess we, we ain't hat tipping anyone here. Um, yeah, it's listen, it's 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 not the fun time of the season completely. Yes, Transfer Portal season is a hoot and a half. It's very fun when Michigan State gets guys like, oh, former four-star uh, Jalen Berger, you know, former four-star Chris Bogle. Uh, they get some dynamite players, and Jacoby Winman and Aaron Brule. But then there's the other side of the coin. In order to bring some of these kids in, you're going to need some kids to leave your team. And Michigan State has no shortage of kids leaving the team lately. As uh, players number 13? 14 and 15 uh, have announced their uh, their dive into the transfer portal since the start of last season. The latest entries are Ian Stewart, uh, wide receiver. Sorry, I should give their positions. Ian Stewart, uh, tight end Cam Allen, and linebacker Cole DiMarzo. All those guys are redshirt freshmen or younger, so it's not just the older D'Antonio recruits that you are seeing uh, swimming in the portal. It, it's also guys uh, you know that are also Mel Tucker recruits too like uh, earlier this month or earlier this offseason Alex Ocalo he was a Mel Tucker guy he's out of here now Cam Allen okay well yeah he was part of that first Mel Tucker class he is out of here as well so yes like I said Michigan State is now up to 15 guys that have entered the transfer portal since the season has started Uh, of course you remember Chase Klein leaving during the season Kalen Gervin leaving leaving during the season as well and I I think that a lot of people are on the same page here as far as state fans. You know, I don't think it's something ridiculous that, oh, people are got the torches lit and are starting to panic. Like, oh, my God, what's happening to all these kids, these classes? But it's still worth talking about because it's still making the headlines. And quite frankly, hey, you know, there's not a lot of football stuff to talk about. So when news like this drops, people are like, oh, oh, my goodness. Well, if this is the only news that's possible, we must talk about it. But like I said. I think most people here, especially you fine listeners, have a good headspace around this transfer news. But that's just the way it is now. You know, hey, Mel Tucker, making $9.5 million a year now with that new extension. Uh, You think he's getting paid that much money to not improve the roster drastically as much as he can year over year? And yeah, sometimes that means seeing his own guys leave. Guys like Cam Allen, guys like Alex O'Calo, like we just said. That was also a class that was ranked north of 40 in the country though so yeah that there were gonna be some kids that were gonna not stick around here for long, and that's unfortunate don't get me wrong I I do feel bad for these kids you know probably very tough on them as well but at the same time like hey I know we like to have the debate of like oh is this a business yeah kind of yeah with how much is at stake you know not just for what's on the field or off the field but also just as the university as a whole Yes, this is very important to have a roster that improves year after year. And, yeah, it's, it's a dirty way it gets done, you might want to say. But, hey, the game is the game, man. I mean, so the three kids leaving uh, most recently, like we said, Cole DeMarzo uh, might be tough for him to stick along with, of course, you know, you got Jacoby Windman. You got Aaron Brule announcing their transfers to Michigan State. You also have, uh, you know, Cal Halliday. Pretty linebacker. He seems to be pretty secure in a linebacker position. And then, of course, former four-star Nautiote Ote. Okay, that's four guys who just banged out right there for a two linebacker scheme. So, yeah, Cole it, 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 he sent out of here through the portal. Uh, interesting though, like six foot four kid, two twenty five. Like I, I do wonder if they ever gave like safety a try, but by any chance. But hey, that's. Neither here nor there, as he's already in the portal. Looking for uh, greener pastures and probably more playing time. Same with Cam Allen. True freshman. And actually, I go back to the summer where it was rumored, reported, however you want to look at it. There were whispers that, oh, shoot, like Cam Allen, he might be the guy at tight end this year. And there's two rows that you can go down uh, for thinking that. I-, I took road one, which was think that, oh, my goodness gracious, this kid's the truth. This is awesome. Or... Road number two, which is probably the more accurate road in the last few years of Michigan State, is that there's there's some help to be had with the tight end room, and if a true freshman is coming in here and he's going to be the guy, oh my goodness gracious, here we go again. We're lacking at the tight end position one more time, but no, I, luckily Tyler Hunt uh, did a you know a, a fine job this year, of course, and then uh, Connor Hayward. If you want to call him a tight end, fine, go for it. I, I just think he played the Connor Hayward position. Quite frankly, but yeah. You also got guys like uh, Jack Nichol and Michael Masunas coming in as well. You got Malik Carr, who was kind of getting more molded into that role as well. So Cam Allen, low in the pecking order, time to go. Now, the one kid here, I'm not saying, all, you know, hey, get rid of all these kids or whatever, because Ian Stewart, like, th- that's a kid that I think is interesting who went into the portal. Uh, Six-foot-three kid, rangy receiver. He didn't play too much this year, but... Okay, when you're behind Reed, when you're behind Naylor, when you're behind Mosley. Okay, it's going to be tough to sniff the field behind these three guys. But Michigan State still does have some young guys, of course. Keon Coleman, who we all have high hopes about. We got Christian Fitzpatrick, the uh, transfer from Louisville. And we also have sophomore Montori Foster, who, hey, okay, he started to play a little bit at the end of the year when Naylor was out with his injury, and he looked pretty solid, so... That's what that's all about, man. It's 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 not fun, but hey, that's that's business, and that's what college football is, especially in the Big Ten, especially when you're forking over nearly $100 million to your head coach. Yeah, you're going to see kids leave. And uh, it's unfortunate, but hey, you know what? You want to win these games, you want to improve your roster. So that's what that is all about. Um, we're going to have a more fun conversation next segment. Actually, it's not a conversation at all. It's a game show, baby. If you've been a long listener of this podcast, you know what the game game is. If you don't, well, we'll explain it to you here in a little bit. Very easy to play at home. That's what it's designed for, to play at home. But first, you need to talk to you, beautiful people about prize picks. That's right. I've been talking your ear off about prize picks all football season. But it's not just football, baby. That's right, because Picks offers all the college football and basketball props, and they offer more than anyone else in the world, offering the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you might have never even heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of, and they also offer mixed sport entries. So you could do uh, tonight, for example, Gabe Brown over points, and then whatever bowl game's going on tomorrow, pick that quarterback over passing yards, and bada-boom, bada-bing, got yourself in uh, some action. Tonight, that's right. So, how do you do it though? Well, first, you got to go to prizepicks.com or download the app off the App Store or Google Play. Then make that deposit, but not without using promo code LOCKED ON. That's all one word, LOCKED ON. That's going to give you an instant deposit match for up to $100. Guys, entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. And best of all, Prize Picks has safe and fast withdrawals. So do not hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com, smash in that promo code lockdown, or go to your app store and download the app today. Picks is Daily Fantasy made easy. Well, that's right. It is oldie but a goody time, like I said before this segment. If if you've been a long listener of this podcast, first of all, thank you very much. Second of all, this is a familiar game that we have not played in quite some time, and this was actually born during the dog days of quarantine when there was no sports to talk about, and oh boy, we had to get creative and on our feet. And uh, it's a combination of, well, not a lot of you know sports have been played here for Michigan State in a while. But also, we do have high demand on this game, too. A lot of people email, got a good amount of people that tweet, like, hey, where's the game game? Let's get a game game going. So let's play some game game. Let's do it, guys. Uh, so for those that don't know how to play, it's very simple. I'm going to describe, clue by clue, a Michigan State basketball or football game that happened In the recent past, we're talking like the last 11 years, since 2010. I'm not going to have you go back and think of some game from 1981 that no one remembers. No, these are games that hopefully you'll remember. Clues are going to start incredibly vague, but get a little more clarity as the clues go on. And then when you say stop, mark down what clue you got. So let's say I bang out clue number six and you're like, all right, I think I got it. Write it down, clue number six, and then, well, that's how you do it. Playing for pride, there's no prizes because an honor system with a game like this, that'd be pretty hard. Uh, Like, so an email, like, oh, hey, I got it after the first one. No, you didn't. And I'll tell you why, because here is the first clue. Let's get rocking and rolling here, guys. Clue number one of the game, game. Again, basketball or football. Clue number one. On this game's same date, in 1959, the Barbie doll made its debut. That's what we're talking about by hard clues. It's, you don't know if it's football or basketball, but if you're a Barbie doll connoisseur, you might know what time of year it is, and that might help uh, you know differentiate between basketball and football. Okay, so that's clue one. On this game's same date, in 1959, the Barbie doll made its debut. Clue number two. This game was the last time the Spartans played on ESPN for the rest of that season. This game was the last time the Spartans played on ESPN for the rest of that season. Clue number three. If you took the capacity of the Detroit Opera House and multiplied it by five and a half, you would get the attendance of this game. How well do you know the Opera House? How well do you know seating capacities of certain arenas that may or may not be in the state of Michigan? Who's to say? Clue number three. If you took the capacity of the Detroit Opera House and multiplied it by five and a half, you would get the attendance for this game. Clue number four, Michigan State walked into its home locker room trailing at halftime. Clue number four, Michigan State walked into its home locker room trailing at halftime. Clue number five, this game happened in the Bill Beekman athletic director era. Clue number five, this game happened in the Bill Beekman athletic director era. Number six, this game featured five players that went on to get drafted. Number six, this game featured five players that went on to get drafted. Number seven, in this season, Michigan State was the number one seed in the Big Ten tournament. Hope you know what sport I'm talking about by now. Clue number seven, in this season... MSU was the number one seed in the Big Ten tournament. Number eight, the star of this game was on the All-Big Ten third team the season prior. The star of this very game was on the All-Big Ten third team the season prior. Clue number nine, this game happened in a Final Four season. Clue number nine, this game happened in a Final Four season. Clue number ten. The opposing point guard in this game goes by two different names depending on which time of day you catch him in. Clue number 10: The opposing point guard in this game goes by two different names depending, on, depending if I can talk on what time of day you catch him in. Clue number 11: Connor George dribbled out the clock to end this game. Clue number 11: Connor George dribbled out the clock to end this game. Clue number 12: After putting up 27 points against the same team two and a half weeks prior, Cassius Winston hung up a game-high 23 points this evening. After putting up 27 points against the same team two and a half weeks prior, Cassius Winston hung up a game-high 23 points this evening. Clue number 13. This was MSU's second time beating this team that season, but it was not their last time either. That's right. Clue number 13. This was MSU's second time beating this team that season, but it was not their last time. Clue number 14. Waffles? Anyone? Clue number 14. Waffles? Anyone? Anyone go for some waffles right now? Anyone? Anyone out there? Uh, And last but not least, guys, clue 15. MSU didn't just win this game, of course, but they also raised a banner that very night at Breslin Center as well. Clue number 15, MSU didn't just win, but they also raised a banner in Breslin Center that very night as well. And, of course, well, everyone write down your your guesses. Okay, I can hear you guys scribbling from afar. All right. It is, of course, the 2019 home finale basketball game against Michigan. Top 10 matchup, number 9 Michigan State, number 7 Michigan, MSU is going down at halftime. It is not looking good, but oh my goodness gracious. Michigan cannot hit a three as much as they could in the first half, and oh, would you look at that. Michigan State actually can start hitting threes in the second half. The Breslin Center crowd, absolutely delirious. Waffle Guy was just absolutely on point. Speaking of on point, Cassius Winston, of course, lit it up again against Xavier Simpson, a.k.a. Jeff Jackson, depending what time of day you reach him at. And yeah, as we all know, that wasn't the first time they beat Michigan that year. Wasn't the second time they beat Michigan that year. Wasn't the third time they beat Michigan that year because, yeah, they did it three times in the same season. So it is the second game against Michigan that season before going to the Big Ten Tournament. And of course, well, winning the Big Ten Tournament as a one seed as they beat Michigan in the championship on St. Patrick's Day. Later on, going to the 2019 Final Four as well. Uh, let me know how you did. Email me, LockedOnSpartons at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter. Uh, this is also really fun too on Twitter after we do a game game. People are always duking out in the mentions like, I got it after seven guesses. And people are like, well, suck it. I got it after four. And I'm reading that like, how is that possible? <laughs> the clues are very hard in the first four, but hey, we got a lot of smart people out there, man. So thank you very, very much for uh, participating in the game game. Hope you had as much fun with that as, as I have making the game game. Uh, And guys, we're going to have more fun on tomorrow's show. Yeah, of course, we're going to be breaking down the Michigan State-Oakland basketball game. Uh, Actually, probably we'll drop that episode Tuesday night because Tuesday during the day also. We're talking with the Athletics' Nick Baumgartner about Michigan State football, the future, the Peach Bowl, and hey, everything green and white football with such a great football mind in Mr. Baumgartner. So really looking forward to that as well. All right, guys. Well, hey, I guess this is the end, huh? Well, thanks a lot for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day. I genuinely mean that. Cannot thank you guys enough for, uh, hey, making not just football season, but also the start a basketball season. An awesome ride here. So, like I said, thanks for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day. Now go make Locked on Bets your second listen. That's right. Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. That's Locked on Bets, hosted by Your Boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, free and available on all platforms. All right, hey, let's have a good time watching the game tonight. Woo, let's go, baby. Love you all. Go Green.